Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner. Today, I am so excited to have my friend, my colleague. He is an actor, a producer, and most famously known for his role as Donkey Doug in The Good Place, my friend Mitch Norito. How are you? Hi. What's up, Amber? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I know you always have a lot going on in your world. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm honored uh, to, to be on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. So how long um, before, because I definitely have a bazillion questions about your experience on The Good Place. But before I get into that, how long have you been acting and how did you get into acting professionally? Um, I've been acting... Um, since I was uh, a teenager. Oh, wow. Um, I, I started doing uh, extra work in like uh, grade school and high school. Um, and then I kind of I, I went to school because my parents like were really traditional and they're like, you need to go get a degree in something. Sure. Um, and uh, like I started college as a biochemistry major. And my heart just wasn't in it. It wasn't difficult or anything. It's just I had no desire to to get out of bed and go to class and stuff. And then um, I switched over to theater. And then I was like, yeah, this this sounds about right. Like, if I'm going to do this, um, I'm going to kind of give myself uh, no other option. I, yeah. I guess. It was like do or die type of deal. And then uh, so I graduated with a theater degree. And I've been trying to, uh, you know, pursue acting since 2006 okay. like professionally. Yeah. Okay. Now, interesting with the theater degree, I'm always curious because uh, I didn't go to any type of theater school at all. I've only taken, you know, acting classes. Do mm-hmm. they teach you like the business side of acting, the fundamentals of like, you know, uh, the costs of it and like all of the, the business sides of things? Or do they do primarily teach you craft? It's craft. Like yeah. I, I learned nothing about the business side. Um, I wish, I wish that they had offered like you know some type of insight into that world because like um, I feel that if I had learned that early on, like I wouldn't have stumbled uh, through most of my early career. You know, sure. <laughs> like, uh, it was, it was a lot. Um, and uh, I, I, I do tell people I, I have a theater degree, but like in hindsight like it's not necessary sure like if 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 I had to redo it I would probably get a degree in something else which uh, would allow me to like have a job to help sustain the lifestyle you know like the or like the the acting in the future yeah and that's really good information to hear because a lot of my listeners are either younger um or newer to the business Mm -hmm. uh newer to acting and so you know that's wonderful insight to hear you know, maybe if you are headed toward, uh, uh, you know, school and college and wanting to get a degree that, you know, maybe major in business, but take theater classes. Yeah, you know, that, like, exactly. Like you can always practice acting on the side. Sure. Um, if, but if you're if you're serious about acting, uh, if it's the lifestyle that you want to pursue, then um, you have to have some sort of financial stability because that's really that's like that's really important because um you know like when you go into a casting office and you're desperate to book the job they can sense that yep 
Yeah, there's an energy and you hear that from casting directors all the time. And it's so unfortunate, but it's so true. It's like so many times the actor comes in and and, and that you, you can feel the energy of I need this job to literally pay my bills. And yeah. that sucks the life out of the art. It mm -hmm. sucks the light out of the lightness and the joy and the fun of it. So like you said, having a job to sustain your acting career is imperative until you become that 1% actor that actually can just live off of their acting career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you and I share an agent and yes we, how, yes, we do. How long have you been with Jeff? Oh, I've been with him for a couple of years now. Um, okay. I don't know exactly. I want to say at least five. Okay. And then how did you go about finding your agent? Um, with him, I had just, uh, I had just been sending out um, emails and uh, and letters trying to okay. find representation, um, and uh, he just like you know he saw my he saw my headshot and decided to to meet with me and uh, like at the time you know like I wasn't I wasn't union or anything um, uh, he decided to you know take me on like as a as a developmental I guess mm -hmm. and uh, yeah like it's worked out like I like. Um, I like him a lot. He like Jeff is with uh, the Fred R. Price Talent Agency, and um, it's a small boutique agency, but they have a pretty um, a pretty good reputation uh, like reputation around town. So like yeah. I get in, I get into rooms that um, I hadn't been able to get into before. Agreed. Yeah, agreed completely. And he has a nice roster of working actors. You know, yeah. a lot of times when people are searching for new representation, they may get a bite for somebody that um, is interested in them. But then you look at their roster and they don't have anybody that's booked for some time. And that sometimes isn't bad because it could be that they're now super hungry for some new talent. But that also could mean that something's missing in the in the, you know, in something's not right. You know, so it's yeah. nice to see a roster of, of work working actors. Um, and you're definitely always up in that top 10 of Jeff Wolfman, which, so that's, I congratulate you on that. <laughs> okay. So tell me, so as we were talking about, you know, you start off non-union and then you join the union. Um, uh, how did you join the union? Was it, was it through getting vouchers? Did you get tapped Hartley? Did you get a commercial? Like what was it that allowed you to join the union? Oh, that was, that was a long, that was a long road. Um, I had tried doing the vouchers mm -hmm. um, and I, I actually um, early on, like I had actually been an extra on uh, Ugly Betty uh -huh. and um, I was non-union. I, I got to, uh, I got to sit and uh, they were like, we, we had the, we had the whole day. And at the end of the day, they were like, oh, we're going to bring you back. Um, like you guys will get vouchers um, just and and like in my naivety because I, I didn't know I was like oh what do I do if I'm non-union or like what if I do if I'm not in the thing and like I remember as soon as I said that like a ton of people around me were just like oh dude why why didn't you just keep your mouth shut yeah they would have given you the vouchers I I, I had no clue sure you were new yeah and it, it's a good thing too though because like I don't think I was ready like if I didn't know that I shouldn't have been in the union you know yeah so like I, I, I continued to try doing the voucher route. Um, I After like three and a half years, I probably had one. Mm -hmm. um, but then I found out because I like I, I just had this like burning desire to like be part of the union. Like I wanted to like Same. 
like feel that legitimacy mm-hmm. and um i found out there was a way that you could do it through um after because mm-hmm. the the unions hadn't merged yet mm-hmm. so like if you if you joined after you paid the dues um you could also transition from after to to sag and um i was in the process of doing that and at the same time this is when new media started coming about I worked on some random new media project and they filed the paperwork too. So like I, I got my eligibility from that as well. So I was doubly eligible at the same time. Like I borrowed the money from someone and I just paid the dues. And um, I've been a member since the early 2010, okay. some, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too dissimilar to you in the sense that um, I did the, the, you know, the background route as well to get vouchers. And for those listeners that don't know what we're speaking of, there is a thing that if you're a non-union actor and you do um, background work, that if you collect three union vouchers that are just randomly given, there's no rhyme or reason as yeah. to who gets a, who gets a union voucher. Um, but if you get three of them, that allows you to um, join SAG. And same as you, Mitch, I also I had a project that went um, Taft-Hartlade and because it was a new media project. And so both of those happened at the same time. So I was able to um, join the union in 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's many ways and the whole thing is just being creative. You know, it's getting super creative. And also, you know, um, there's no rush necessarily to join the union because there is a lot of work non-union. And if you can build your resume as a non-union actor, um, you then can at least have some stuff to show that that you are a legitimate actor when you do go to join the union. So yeah. I just wanted to put that two cents in. So I want to talk good place because we've never sure. talked about good place. Okay. I want to hear from how did like how did you find out you had the audition? How many auditions was it? What was the audition process like? Like walk me through your good place journey. So it, it was just like any other audition. Um you know, like uh, I, I got the notice from Jeff. He's like, hey, uh, you have this. Go go read for it. Um, and I actually had like multiple auditions that day. Um, so I was just running around the town like the whole day. Um, I went into um, I went into the casting office um, and it was you know, it was just a regular audition. I didn't think anything of it. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I went in. I, I performed and then I left and I went to another audition. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days later, I got um, I got a call from Jeff. He's like, hey, they really like what you did. They want to they want to give you a couple more pages to tr- tr- like to try out. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, OK, that's cool. Like I got the I got the pages and it was it was a significant amount. I was like, what? Like, because the the audition I went in for the uh, the a couple of days prior it was like one line oh wow yeah it was like one line um, and then you know I was just like in and out and then I got like eight or nine pages wow uh, for the next part and I was like what is this and I had already been watching the show so I was a fan of it so I understood like the tone and like I like I liked the you know like I liked the show already mm-hmm. and I was looking at this and I was just like which characters are these, you know, like, uh, cause I was like, they, they gave me dummy sides. Like, there right. was no, like they had my character name, but other character names were changed. Like they weren't who they actually ended up being. And so like, I went in, I, uh, 
I, I, uh, I did the audition and I was like super nervous. Luckily the casting director, like who was running the session was like, Hey, you know, just relax. Just chill. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he was very gracious and he gave me that, um, that moment, you know, it's like, you're, you're doing fine. Um, and yeah, so I, like I performed, uh, I, like I did, I, I did the, uh, I did the callback and, a couple of days later, Jeff called me and he was asking me like all these random questions. He's like, Hey, um, where, where are your mom and dad from? Like what country, like what specifically, like, are you hundred percent Filipino or part Filipino? Um, they were asking me like, you know, stuff like that. And I sure. Like, and I, like, it, like it was odd. Cause like no one really cared about that before or I hadn't yeah. experienced that. Like, you know, like in, in a bunch of the years prior, right. I I've never had that. And so, you know, I told him all this stuff. And then after a couple hours, he calls me back and he's like, uh, you booked a good place. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was kind of in shock and, and I was I, like, I was with my mom and, and she had, you know, like a typical Filipino mom reaction. I was like, <laughs> Oh mom, I, I booked a TV show. And, and she's like, Oh, are you finally going to get paid for that? You know, oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like one of those and you know like uh it settled in and I remember feeling this you know like I was like uh like I I couldn't believe it like there was always like a little part of me it's like don't get too invested in this because you know they could change their minds or things can change and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know like it 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 didn't seem real to me Mm -hmm. and I also uh felt like this huge pressure all of a sudden oh yeah like it's like okay they chose you now you have to deliver yes and that kind of I was just like oh man what am I supposed to do now you know like what do I do what do I do and I didn't realize how significant the role was until um like a couple weeks later they called me in for a table read um they were like oh we want you to come and read the read the script with everyone Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went down to Universal Studios. Um, and when I after I parked, they had someone waiting for me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And he's like, oh yeah, let me walk you up. So he, he was one of like the writer's assistants or one of the writers. And he took me to a room. And when I got to the room, like, my my jaw dropped because like there was a lot of people in there. There was like a good 20, 30 people in there. Oh wow. Um and I was just like, what's going on? You know, like and then um once I get there, all of like the the bigger talent starts coming in. So like like Ted Danson walked in, you know, oh like my Chris, gosh. Kristen Bell walked in and I was just like, what are they doing here? You know, like what, what's going on? You know? And I was like because because I had assumed it's like oh you know like when you reach a certain level you can just have like a proxy read for you or something you know like you know like if you're not like you'll deliver on the day of of filming and whatnot and so uh I remember I met the entire cast and I was like sitting surrounded by the cast I met Mike Schur like the creator and he was directing some of the stuff and like I was just like "What, what what is happening right now you know like I remember um they tried they tried to like go around the room and have everyone introduce themselves and i had to stop them because you know like i i told them i was like hey guys uh 
like I know you guys are telling me all your names right now, but this is very overwhelming and I don't know what to do with myself right now. You know, like and everybody like laughed and they're like, it's okay, it's cool. We get it, you know? I love it. Yeah. So we had the reading. Um and then uh, you know, like it, it was very quiet for a couple of weeks because they were still shooting other episodes. Mm-hmm. And and then I got to shooting like I was in two. Ep- uh, there, there was one episode prior um, where they like briefly introduced me like um, that was like season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. one of the first I think it's the first episode of season three. OK. Like I make a brief like, you know, it, like you would never think anything of it um, by seeing me there. So they planted that seed and they did it really well. Um, and then it was quiet again for another couple of weeks. And then um they sent me the script like two weeks uh, before and um, like, they're like, here, go ahead. Just, you know, like this, this is going to be your shoot date. Uh, and this is what we're going to do. And um, like, I read the script and then I, it had the actual names of all the characters. And one uh-huh. of like my first reactions was like, I'm in a scene with Ted Danson, you know, like I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do a scene with Ted Danson. And I remember I told my wife, I was like, I think, I think, I'm working with Ted and my wife is like a huge Ted Danson fan. Like she, she, uh, you know, she grew up watching him and so she yeah. kind of geeked out too. And um, like, I, I also got to do it with um, Jamila Jamil, who's, who's an amazing woman. Like yeah. She's very kind. She, <laughs> I wasn't expecting cause like in the show, she's very proper, you know, right. Like, in real life, she's very, she's very down to earth. Like <laughs> she, she could throw, she could throw around like cuss words, like the, like a sailor, you know, Amazing. like it was awesome. And then of course I got to work with Manny Jacinto and Eugene Cordero. And um, I didn't realize until after we had shot and the episode aired, um, it was kind of like a historical thing to have three Filipino men uh, on screen at the same time. But like the emphasis of being Filipino wasn't there. It was just, they were just regular, you know, like yes. regular people, real people. Yes. And um, that was kind of cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. And oh, so, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And like, and so like, um, I'm sorry if I'm rambling. No, uh, please. Are you kidding? I'm hanging on every word. Oh, like yeah, I'm yeah. picturing you, uh, you know, on the set and doing this because and I'll get to it. Just continue, continue your story oh, yeah, and yeah. then I'll jump in. No. Yeah. So like we shot and like, um, I think, I think like I was still really nervous because like now, now like it's, it's getting super real, you know, like I'm surrounded by the actual people. Mm-hmm. And I remember the, uh, the first take um, that we did, it's it's it was a shot of me answering the door, uh, greeting everybody else, mm-hmm. and I was so, I was so like I don't know where my head was, but I remember they they yelled action, and um, I completely just like screamed the wrong first line, and everybody was like, "Wait, hold on," you know, like that's you know, like and, and you know, like it was funny, like it was a good thing, and I was like, "Oh my god." I just did that. And then after that, I was just like, okay, I did it. Nothing bad happened. Let's do this. You know, like, <laughs> and I, like I got into it. So, Oh, that's incredible. It's, it's like, um, I, I just surreal is like the only word that comes to my head. Like the no, whole thing. It was just, very, it was very surreal. Yeah. And isn't it incredible how you can have this um, epic journey of, of working on set with people that are just like, you know, 
idols and, and, and have such history in the business. And then when they yell cut, you get back in your car and then you drive home and like, that just happened. Yeah. (laughs) Now, when you got the role, was it originally recurring? Um, no, uh, like they didn't, they said it was like a, it was just a co-star. Okay. Um, but then when I got the script, um, like I talked to Jeff about it and he's like, yeah, it's a smaller thing. They, they can't give you guest star billing, but here's the catch. They're going to have you back for at least one more episode. Done. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, so, and he's like, yeah, if you put recurring on your resume, that looks a lot better, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it stands out a little more. So, so I was like, okay, yeah, do it. You know? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And that's one of the things that I also want to stress to the listeners too, especially as you start, you know, um, there, like there is that saying is there's no such thing as a small role and a co-star so many times, just as you experienced can turn into a guest star recurring series regular. You just have no idea how the mm-hmm. network or the fans or the viewers or the cast will respond to your character. It is always an opportunity for more. So I, I just love that, that you did get that opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's just amazing. So I'm going to start with a listener question. We have two listener questions, both <laughs> of which are people that you know. And the okay. first one is from Heather Blair, who oh, used hey. to be in our class. So hey, Heather. Hi, Heather. So she miss was you. asking, I know we miss her so much. Um, she was asking after, you know, doing something like The Good Place and then like, how do you speak to um, the listeners as far as, you know, wh- how do you um, navigate in uh, creating new roles for yourself, exciting roles for yourself and like knowing that there's time in between this role and your next big role, like what are the things you do to keep yourself motivated and, and um, you know, really grounded in the art, knowing that it might be a minute before we get our next co-star guest star. Like how do you navigate that part of the business? So for me, the way that I've always done it is I'm, I'm an actor through and through. That's what I want to be doing. That's my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand that, acting is not everything that I am Mm -hmm. does that make sense of course like I have other aspects of my life that I can find fulfilling and um, like you know like having my wife and my family around like that's very that's very grounding that reminds me like you know there there is like more to life than just like uh, constantly you know like trying to trying to move up you know Mm -hmm. like they're like by all means, like we should always be improving, but you know, like, it's not, it's not that I've, I've always seen it as like, I really care about stuff, but then at the same time, like I can, I can let it go if I need to. Yeah. Like, um, like I, 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 I always get like the comments, uh, from friends and, and, and people like, uh, that are, that are close to me. They're just like, you know what? Like, you're not a typical actor. And I was like, you know, like, how do you, how do you mean? And they're like, oh, you know, like an actor, sometimes they can't turn it off. Like they always have to be on, they always Mm -hmm. have to be performing. Um, And when you're always doing that, you become less of a real person, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, you're a character now. You're, you're, you're like, I I get it, you know, but like for me, like to navigate, like, just you know like I I also teach like I've been teaching that's how I've been able to sustain myself like Mm -hmm. um 
just like giving back to the community it just puts me in a in a good headspace you know sure. to because you have to you have to come from a good space mentally yeah um if if you're worried about something or if you're angry you know like if you have some other preoccupation on your mind then um your work is going to suffer and you have to deal with that in like a healthy um you know like constructive way yeah yeah and i love you know what you just said because i've talked about that too about how important it is to have a life outside of acting whatever that is whether it's your hobbies whether it's your family whether it's your spouse whether it's your children like whatever it is your pets but to have something to look forward to so that it's not always the acting job that brings you your joy because that can be very fleeting Mm -hmm. and um Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought on on what I was just going to say about that. It'll circle back to me. Yeah, yeah. But, no worries. Um, um, let's see. You talked about teaching. Oh, it'll I'll it'll come. It'll fly back to me. My okay. my thoughts come in and out of my ears. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so you talked about in the beginning about being, you know, you've you've got a degree in theater, mm-hmm. yet you still continue to not only take the class that I'm in with you on Tuesday nights, but you also do another class on Saturday. Can you talk to the audience about the importance of continued learning and that like this job is never done? <laughs> yeah, no, I think a, a, a large part of it is ego. Mm. Um, when I first graduated, when I came out here, I was like, I have a theater degree. I went to school for four years for this. I don't need to learn anything. You know, Mm -hmm. I know what I need to know. And that was a very, very, um, destructive, uh, attitude to have like early on in my career. Mm -hmm. Um, after, after, you know, like struggling, I was like doing student films. I was doing stuff for free, you know, like all the, you know, all the starting stuff. Um, I realized like, okay, if I want to stop doing this, if I want to get to the next level, like if, if I was, if I was really as good as I thought I was, like something would have happened by now. That's, that's how I felt. So um, I was like, okay, well, like, why not just take more classes and get better? You know, Mm -hmm. like, um, and I found, I found Adam's class through, um, uh, a mutual friend of ours. His name's Bob Rubnock. He used to he used to work for ITA, um, but he was also a standardized patient. Do you know what those are? Yes, I do. That yeah. is when you get paid to be like a pretend patient for like hospitals and teachings. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like I had met him through, uh, I had met him through like just working odd jobs trying to support myself. As sure. An actor. And I asked him, I was like, hey, do you know any any good acting classes that are like not going to cost me an arm and a leg. And he referred me to Adam. You know, I audited the class. Like I, I auditioned and I remember when I first auditioned, I think it took me three weeks to get through my audition. Wow. And, and then that's, you know, that was a very humbling thing. And, um, it made me want to, it made me want to grow. Like I wanted to, I wanted to continue to, uh, you know, like push past like my limits and, and just, you know, develop a, develop like a, a more refined skill set. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've been there, I think a little over three years and um, I just always enjoy watching the variety of characters that you bring in. I'm so looking forward to doing a scene with you. I know that got <laughs> put off for a moment, but I'm just looking forward to you and I've never just done a one-on-one scene together. Mm -hmm. And I just find your choices so fascinating and so subtle. 
Like you have such a subtle way when you do uh, many characters that just so little does says so much, you know, and then your comedy, you know, your, your facial expressions, your ability to emote. Like, I just think you're so extremely talented and, and, and I'm honored, you know, to know you and be a part of class with you because I just think you're, you know, tremendously talented. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask you another listener question. Sure, and sure. this one comes from our friend Ogie Durham, who was Ogie. so happy <laughs> to see you the other night. She came in for a for a quick uh, for a quick class, and she wants to know what, uh, if you have any improv background. Uh, I do actually. Um, I I'm not. I, I I took courses like like beginner courses with like UCB and uh, the Groundlings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up, uh, joining an improv troupe that was kind of like an offshoot of East West players. Like it, it just had, it, it was a Asian American improv group. Uh-huh. Um, and I learned how to do a lot of improv through them. Uh, and I wanted to get more into the improv scene, you know, like, like the major, the major like players. But by the time I like wanted to transition over, that's when they started making it more um, pay to play. You know, yep. like um, I had already done like a lot of, you know, I did a couple of years of improv already, but then like I, I, I went to UCB and they're like, oh, you're going to have to start at level one. I was like, I can't. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't want to waste my time or my money on that. So, um, so yeah, but like, you know, like improv is something that um, I practice pretty pretty frequently too like i, I do it daily because yeah work. oh uh, right right yeah. right that makes sense and then you also do stand-up that's been something that is that newer or have you done stand-up for a while i've i've done i've done uh stand-up for a little bit but i don't take my stand-up as seriously as as most comics do um mm-hmm. like for one like i i I could never envision myself as like a road comic, someone who traveled and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Yeah. That's it's a different, it's a different lifestyle. And I I couldn't picture myself doing that. And, you know, like for the most part, like all the, all the standup I do nowadays, it's to help. Like I host, like uh, I host a night um, or co-host a night every night or every month in uh, Glendale. Uh Um, it's like a karaoke and comedy show. Like I do that. And it's, it's, you know, it's just the, it's just a good way for me to like, you know, support my friends and it's, it's very low pressure. Like, yeah. Like I would, I I wouldn't say like, I am like trying to do open mics all over the place. Like I'm trying to, you know, like I I feel my strengths lie in acting. So that's what I focus on the most. Yeah. 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 So that's something just to like tune your instrument, just to add another feather in your cap. I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So we're at the 30 minute mark. So I'm going to close up, but I have two quick questions. You have time for two more quick questions? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what role are you as an actor? Is there a specific role or type of role that you still want to play that you haven't had the opportunity to do so yet? Yes. um, I would love to, I'd love to take part in, in some shape or form in like a in like a a superhero type yeah. of deal like I could you know like I could definitely be the uh the techie or the sidekick like you know just someone who backs up like the main person like I feel like uh I would excel at that like um like I guess like uh the most recent example I I, I watched like I'd love to be like Aquafina 
um, uh, on, on Shang-Chi, you know, like uh-huh. that type of role where it's like, you know, I could just have fun, you know, like, yeah. um, I'd love to do that. Um, not a lot of people realize like I can do drama, like, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, like maybe something just to, just to like spice it up and, uh, just distance myself from like what people normally see me as. Right. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, well, then I will close it out with my final question is, how can people find you if they want to connect with you on social media or have any further questions, maybe after that sparked a, you know, a question for them from our podcast? Is there a way people can reach you on social media? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Mitch Narito, one word. So that's uh, N-A-R-I-T-O. Um, yeah, like, uh, go ahead and hit me up but like I've, I've had a lot of people like uh message me and usually i'm pretty good about uh getting back to people and, and giving them some sort of answer i love it i love it and i lied there's one last question is there okay. anything that i didn't ask you that you want to hit on or anything that you're wanting to you know that you wanted to talk about that that we didn't discuss um i i just enjoyed every i you know just inched on every word that you were saying but did i miss anything I think like if if I have to like impart like one little like piece of like fleeting advice, please um, to like anyone that wants to pursue acting, I, I highly suggest that um, you find a community like people that are experiencing the same things as you. Like I have, I have Adam's class, I have Penny's class, I have like a, a, a different group of friends that are just Filipino actors. You know that we share the same experiences. Like yeah find people that you know like you can you can talk to about it like you don't have to go about this business all by yourself like there's no point in like trying to figure out everything on your own when you could do it so much faster with the help of others yeah yeah that thank you for that that's one of the you know things i've talked about in the podcast is building your tribe it's mm-hmm. so important to have your tribe and just so you know um Mitch is in the Tuesday night scene study class that I do um, with um, Adam Marcus. And we currently study um, in Mar Vista. And then he is also studying with a woman named Penny Moore. And she is at Tag Studios. That's T-A-G. And she also does very affordable headshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can look on my Instagram and see the, you know, I posted a few. But um, she's a very affordable uh, head headshot photographer and an amazing acting teacher as well. So those are two places that you could also find Mitch and, you know, join community and join tribe. Mm-hmm. Come on by. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much again for carving out, you know, a, a moment of your day today. As I close ep- every episode, I always say, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you, go create some miracles and always believe that you can. Thank you, Mitch, for being a part of the show today. Thank you so much, Amber. I'll see you on Tuesday. Okay. Take it easy. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.